And welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Papanuta, Papanuta.com in Omaha, Nebraska, and in just a moment we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Contraman Ali of TheContraman.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week we'll be joined by a the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, Miss Michael of HoodooFoundry.com in Willits, California, bringing us today's topic on household magic spells. Afterwards, they'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as defined and described by the greatest spiritual hoodooist of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-host, Miss Cat and Contraman Ali. Miss Cat, hi, Papa Newt. Nice to Hello. hear your pleasing voice. How are things in beautiful Omaha, Nebraska? Well, we're we're warming up a little bit, but then it's going to go back down, being cold. And other than that, I am just very busy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, stay warm. Stay warm. Uh, you know, I I always watch your uh, messages on Facebook, and and I always, uh, for some reason, I've gotten addicted to watching the weather in Omaha. Just hoping you'll be warm. Thank you. <laughs> You're on my mind, honey, in these cold months. Well, um, I don't have much to tell about here. It's uh, it's sunny here, but a little on the chilly side. We've been. Um, you know, struggling with the tail end of winter. It's just been a a very dry winter, and it looks like we're going to go back into the drought cycle that we had broken last year, (sighs) which is, you know, not so good. But um, on the other hand, we're all safe and sound. Uh, We're looking forward to some interesting events. Those of you who've been following the rebuilding of Missionary Independent Spiritual Church know that we had a big um, burst of activity and and photos and energy and rebuilding going on in November. And then we had to stop for the rainy season, such as it was. And um, the end of this week, Friday or so, uh, Daniel Smith will be back and working on the church building again. Hmm. He had a nice indoor job to tide him over for the two cold and rainy months. Um, He was working on a on a guy's, uh, what we call a trophy room. It was a a room that this man had lined in beautiful wood that he could put all his fancy uh, model trains in. And uh, so Daniel is now back and ready to work outdoors again. So the rebuilding of Missionary Independent Spiritual Church continues. Uh, We are working very hard on the books that we will be distributing for free at the annual Hoodoo Heritage Festival And um, for those of you unfamiliar with this who might be listening and going, what, free books, what? Um, Every year we publish uh, books on root work, folk magic, conjure, different aspects of divination or uh, fortune telling, different spells you can do. And these are given away in the goodie bags that are given to people who come to our annual Hoodoo Heritage Festival. And we're having our 11th annual festival this year. 
Shiny. It's going to be April 14th and 15th in Santa Rosa, California, at the Veterans Memorial Building. And you can, uh, uh, you know, follow the various links online to hoodooheritagefestival.com, and um, or you can just uh, check out at Facebook and ask me or ask Lucky Mojo people. Well, how do I get those tickets? Tickets are on sale, and we have a wonderful lineup, including including our own Papa Newt, who was just announcing the show. He's going to be doing a workshop on Catholic folk saints, and the, or folk magic of Catholic saints, I should say. And um, we're also going to be having John St. Germain of the Crystal Silence League, and he's just written a book called Lithomancy, which is on divination and spell casting with stones and coins. And it's a wonderful book. I've just finished editing it. We're just in the final proofreading stages. Cashbox Conjure by Miss Phoenix LeFay of Milk and Honey, which is a wonderful shop in person and online in Sebastopol, California. She'll be teaching a workshop, and you'll get a free book of hers if you take her workshop, on money spells. And um, then uh, we have uh, Miss Aida, the fabulous author of uh, that really big hit book, Cursing and Crossing. She has a new book already. It's gone to press already. First book to press, and it's called Destroying Relationships. And it's about how to uh, break up couples, break up business uh, relationships, and uh, send people who you don't want out of town by hot-footing them away and banishing them. So these are the books that we're working on, and now the last book of the set of four is my own book, The Art of Making Mojos, and um, it's going to be a book just filled with recipes, formulas, plans, ideas on how to make mojo hands, packets, spells, grigris, jomos, tobies, you name it, and that's my book. And I'll be giving that away for free at my workshop. So that's all upcoming at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. In the meantime, if you want to know more about these books, you can uh, follow us on Facebook, and we have little um, updates. We have cover pictures. And I want to give a special shout-out to Katrink Carpets, who has volunteered to proofread all of these books and whose proofreading is... Uh, a work of art in itself. She sends me these PDFs that she marks up with little red diagrams, and it's like I get the art of her proofreading. She's fun. <laughs> Katrink, I love you. All right, well, that's what for me. Um, at the end of the show, we'll tell you more about getting your tickets and all that and coming out to the festival. The week before the festival, we do have our apprenticeship program, which is for my graduates of my class. It's free, one-week apprenticeship. If you are a graduate of my class, you all know about this. But if you're not, um, you might want to sign up and start by taking my one-year course in Hoodoo. Then you can come out for these free apprenticeships. But if you are interested in a free apprenticeship, do contact the shop. That would help you, um, you know, get lined up with everything. And one final thing. We have a job opening this week, this month, this whatever. And um, it happens every once in a while. Um, one of our dear workers has um, decided to work closer to home. She was commuting a long way to get to where we were, and she decided it was just uh, better for her to find another job um, about you know, 30 miles away from us and uh, where she lives. And so 
she's uh, gone, and uh, we say goodbye to Claire, who we really did enjoy working with tremendously, but it was a long trek for her. So we have a job opening. If you are interested in working at an occult shop in Forestville, California, uh, we have listed the job on Craigslist. And if you can't find it immediately by going to Craigslist and looking for the you know North Bay and all that, uh, call the shop and uh, we'll point you to the Craigslist ad. You can fill out an uh, application. And um, we're going to be conducting interviews over the next week or so. And we look forward to hearing from anybody who wants to work in a real down-home conjure shop. That's my news for the day. How about you, Conjurman Ali? Hi, um, thanks. I'm doing great. Uh, very much, uh, you know, getting busy and, and and doing the work that I do. Uh, well, personally, things that things are looking great. It was a bit of a rough week uh, nationally, and I do want to just kind of uh, point that out or, or point that space out so that people can think about it. Uh, between the earthquake in in Mexico, we seem to have quite a bit of earthquakes this year, and uh, the the shooting in in Florida. Um, mm. Definitely, definitely a time to to light those candles again, say those prayers, uh, come together as a community, uh, especially when when these shootings happen on on school campuses, um, uh, to think about the the victims and survivors, and and see what we can do as a community to really to really affect positive change um, for what seems to be in a really horrific epidemic that. Only of all the kind of developed countries in the world, only the U.S. really deals with. So um, something to, to bear in mind uh, as as workers really, you know, we have abilities, certain abilities and, and I think responsibilities to a community that we should consider uh, at moments like this. So just think of these spaces, be aware of what's going on. Um, and I do want to send out my prayers to, to the people who are uh, dealing with this right now. Um, and, you know, I'm going to add something, too. There's a video making the rounds around Facebook and Instagram and pretty much YouTube and everywhere mm-hmm. by a young um, a student of that mm-hmm. uh, school in Florida that was shot yeah. up named um, Emma Gonzalez. And if Brilliant. you have not seen this video, check it out, because the line has been drawn. And yes. the students of this school are the students well, partly they're a little bit older. They're not little baby children students. These no, students are in high school, and they have reared back up on their hind legs, and they said, this is the last mm-hmm. school shooting. And I've been told they are even planning a march on Washington, and yeah. it's about time. It's time because, you know, a a, a benevolent paternalism will not solve this problem. It takes the people united will never be defeated. And this is the line in the sand. They've drawn the line. No more school shootings. This is it. We're going to get guns licensed like in other countries, and we're going to work to it. We're not going to let this thing happen with thoughts and prayers. We're going to go out there and fight. I stand behind them 100%. And I will do anything I can to promote their message. Give Same these here. kids the courage they need, the support, mm-hmm. the backup, the money they need for transportation. It's going to be a, a trek to get to Washington. So this is it, folks. This is the time. It has come to the last the last moment. It ain't going to go no farther. This is it. 
now mm-hmm. we have somebody who stands up and it is the victims themselves. And this is what makes change happen. It isn't mm-hmm. just some do-gooder out there going, oh, I really feel bad about this. And it isn't a lone <laughs> victim. This school has 3,000 kids in it. They're all pissed mm-hmm. as hell, and it's time. So sorry about that. I just had to throw that in. They refuse no, to be victimized really anymore. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, now. I know that Miss Michael is sitting over there quietly in the corner, going, "Amen, amen." <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome to our show once more, Miss Michael. And I'm just going to give a brief introduction for those who you do not know her. Hoodoofoundry.com is Miss Michael's online presence. Miss Michael is the co-author of Hoodoo Bible Magic and. That doesn't make her a little namby-pamby because hoodoo Bible magic is damned hard-hitting stuff. And Miss Michael is one of, if not the, in fact, I think I'm just going to go so far as to say, to my knowledge, the first person who had up and running a full-time catered social justice, political justice, personal justice, court case justice altar available mm-hmm. to clients. That's Miss Michael. She's been doing this a long time. So welcome to the show, Miss Michael. Thank you. It's good to be back. And I do want to say, I just want to add my little drop in the bucket of, of craving for justice by those high school students. I have seen a couple things in my Facebook feed that I need to follow up, talking about this uh, activism against uh, our lax, laughable gun laws in this country spreading to many high schools. And I've heard a couple mentions, mentions of a, nation, a nationwide student strike. Yeah, on either March, March 24th or April. It's March, not April? It's March. Okay. It's March. Nationwide stru- student strike in the high schools demanding safety. The safety that's that most amazing. of the rest of the world has. Yeah, and that's that's going on my altar, my justice altar. Yes, you know, that's fantastic. The civil rights and movements, the marches in the streets that, that were met with fire hoses in the South were started by high school kids. And the leadership right. in, the, in the civil rights movements back then were saying, no, we got to get these crazy kids out of the streets because it's not, it's, it, you know, it just doesn't, we don't look credible when they're out there. Um, doing God knows what and and uh, triggering the police. And Dr. King said, no, we need those fire hoses. <laughs> <laughs> we need those students. Well, I'm yeah. old enough to have been one of those students, Miss Michael. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was, I was out there and I walked the lines back then. And I can say there is no power like that of a student who is between the age of young adulthood but has not yet settled into that protective mode where you must protect the baby at all costs. That's where the bravery happens. That's where people go into the military foolishly, and that's where people march in the streets bravely for social change. And until that happens, it's all just a lot of talk. They're going to do it. We're going to back them. That's it. Nobody too old or too young to back them, but they've got the courage. They've got the power. It's their lives on the line. Nationwide student strike. All right. Now, we have a topic for today. 
and our topic is um, household goods used in hoodoo. So we're not going to be talking about anything today having to do with this and that oil or, you know, this and that powder or this and that bath crystal or this and that even fancy herb. It's all going to be household goods. So we're going to let Miss Michael take it away to start, but I'm going to just um, open this up by saying that for me, you cannot consider household goods without considering three major things that everybody uses in magic that everybody pretty much has in their house. Number one, salt. That's used for protection, and it's used to get what you want. It can even be used for evil. Number two, sugar. That's used for sweetness. You don't have to have honey, folks. That may be a little harder to get. Sugar, just sugar. That's good. But honey, all right, but whatever, a sweetener. If you have nothing else, use some candies. That's number two. And number three... I believe that most everybody, most everybody, has some form, some form of household uh, cleansing supplies, whether it's ammonia, whether it's um, soap or whatever. Any of those can be used to make a spiritual cleansing supply. You don't have to buy specifically spiritual cleansing supplies. So salt, sugar, and something that you use for cleansing. Some people use vinegar and water. Some people use lemon juice and water. Any of those things um, can be used and dedicated to a spiritual purpose. So we're going to start off. I'm going to turn this over to Miss Michael. Tell us about some of the really old-time household work. Yeah. Well, um, a lot of stuff, and you will you will hear even modern workers, the ones who take their work most seriously and grew up with it, talk about things like New Year's cleansing. Um, I heard uh, Ambrosine Laguerre talk mm-hmm. about cleansing her house for the New Year, and it was like several days' work because she had bundles of, I think it was bay leaves, off the tree, and she would beat her walls with them. Mm-hmm from the back mm-hmm. of the house to the front, every every part of every wall that she could reach. And then she would scrub her floors from that from the back to the front. And I know you at Lucky Mojo, you may not be using vinegar and water for this, but I know that you wipe down all the flat surfaces and everything on all those flat surfaces. And you're happy to spend days and days starting January 1st doing it. Well, happy, but <laughs> happy when we're done. It does take days. Resign. We tend to use yeah, we resign. We we tend well, we want to clean, but we tend to use Chinese wash. Now, that goes to cleansing products, and I will say Chinese wash is one of those things that's kind of on the borderland between is it a spiritual supply or is it a household cleanser? Any kind of um lemon-scented liquid soap would work. But uh, we use yeah. Chinese wash because it does have Van Van oil in it. But, but you know, you can make your own lemon juice in water. You can make your own with vinegar water. Um, yeah. And you can make it by, you know, there's so many ways to make a household cleanser. Look it up online, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Clean. Well, that's a, yeah. <laughs> It's a brand name. Okay, but you it's can go down name, to yeah. the supermarket and get it. And uh, it's basically... Uh, Lemon fragrance and mm-hmm. lemon oil and ammonia. Mm-hmm. I'll give you another one. Fells naphtha soap flakes or yeah. ivory soap. I like the ivory soap. You you know, just shave the ivory soap bar. You throw that into water and you add some a little bit of lemon juice 
and that mm-hmm. will work just fine, just fine. Yeah. So that's a very yeah. good cleaner. Um, you know, it's funny that we talk about this because um, I just read something in the news uh, yesterday and today that the use of heavy household cleansers such as 409 and ammonia is apparently very bad for your lungs. Over time, it can be almost as bad as having a cigarette habit. And it doesn't usually affect people who just clean their house once a year or anything like that. It mostly affects people who are working as professional house cleaners. In other words, Uh if you're at it it all the time. So be careful, play safe, and, um, and, uh, oh, uh, Alchemical Artisans Hour mentions baking soda. Now there is oh, yes, a good one. Of course. Baking yeah. soda is also used for cleansing. Now I'm going to jump away from cleansing for a moment because that is one of the most important things we do around the house. But I'm going to uh, talk about love spells. What mm-hmm. can you do with, in your house for love spells? And I'm going to just give you one right off the top of my head. Just bang. Uh, go outdoors. Hey, there is an outdoors. It's not all online. Uh, Go outdoors where you have a neighbor who has some pink or red flowers, preferably roses, but if you can't find roses, that's fine. Pink or red flowers. And I want you to bring those home to your house. And um, if it's roses, so much the better. And then you're going to take uh, some cloves, which you would have in your um, cooking cabinet. Cloves are used for love and friendship. Maybe a little bit of cinnamon. Hey, maybe you don't have any of those things. Go down to the candy store and buy some cinnamon red hots. Whatever you got. Mm-hmm. But you want mm-hmm. you want red and you want cinnamon cloves. And that's for those are used for love. You can add a little bit of um cubeb berries if you have them. It's a kind of pepper. But if you don't, if you have that that rainbow red pepper, pick out all the red ones. That you know, it's like they got the green pepper, the red pepper, the black pepper, the white pepper all in one yeah. jar. Pick out all the red ones. That's good for love. And um it's actually schizandra. My little botanist in me comes out. Schizandra, which is a relative of the pepper. And um, you can take those and just make yourself a little bit of a boil it up in, not even boil, just steep it up in water and use that to wash down your bedroom um, for love, to draw love into your bedroom. And if you want to, you can uh, put dried rose petals in your Bible at uh, the Song of Solomon. Uh, that's... See now, that's the kind of thing I recommend to my client all the time. My, the 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 one I tell practically everybody is to write on a bay leaf and put it in your shoe because the bay mm-hmm. leaf is protective. Um, it hides you from your enemies, draws friends to you, makes you smarter. Okay, so it's mm-hmm. multivalent, and of course everybody cooks with it, so they've all got it in the house. Mm-hmm. So that you can, you know, we all know about dosing red spaghetti sauce or lasagna with uh, menstrual blood to bind a man to you. But it, you can pray mm-hmm. over that bay leaf and say, let us be wise together as well mm-hmm. as bound together. A lot of the. Uh... Yeah, menstrual blood, I mean, there's enough that we could probably put out a whole book on menstrual blood. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> probably will, but won't you? <laughs> A good deal of, of hoodoo involves household work. There are very specific workings that involve you going out, locating trees, finding crossroads, doing stuff outside, um, or may require certain herbs and roots that require you to, to, to purchase it or find them or whatnot or cultivate them. But overwhelmingly, the significant number of root work practices involve household work. Um, and that's because this is a family rooted tradition. It is comes from people living 
this, this, this kind of cultural spiritual practice and it is far less connected with this idea of kind of a sacred space that needed to be ritualized and whatnot. And so it's very accessible. It's something that people often forget about is that a good deal of conjure involves stuff that you can find in your kitchen pantry. Um, so take, for example, one of the most common ways of protecting yourself, of, of doing harm, both salt and pepper. You can mix the two together, black pepper with salt mixed with prayers and intent, uh, pray over it, and you can scatter it in your yard, and it will scatter any type of uh, powders that someone has put down on you, um, or will you act as protection against anyone that tries to throw something for you. You could even place it in your shoes for protection for wherever you go. But that same mixture can also be placed in your neighbor's yard to mess them up and to cause a ruckus or place where they will walk through it to hot foot them if you add a little bit of red pepper to it. So you can use that same ingredient thing that you find right in the kitchen, do kind of three different ways of working. Yeah, I've just got to give a shout out here to our good friend, Aura LaForest. Um, she's a real old school worker and I, we mentioned menstrual blood for love, mm-hmm. magic and faithfulness. She actually, I said we should write a book out of it, but she actually has written about a third of the book on it. Mm. She wrote a book called Women's Work, and it has more menstrual blood spells in one place than I've seen anywhere else. She also wrote a book called Hoodoo Spiritual Baths, and um, that book is filled with some really old school, because that's the way she rolls, things that are floor sprinkles that do not use spiritual supplies per se. And I've just got her book here. I just opened it up. Basil Kitchen Sweep for a Happy Home. Sprinkle dried Mm -hmm. basil. Now this is right out of your kitchen cupboard on the kitchen floor. Pray Psalms 23 and sweep everything out the back door for evil cannot stay where basil has been. Mm -hmm. And that's just a really old, old, old fashioned one. And that's the kind of thing that people use all the time to get what they want in the home. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. One of the kind of oldest uh, tricks in household works that I saw in uh, Virginia, and I've mentioned this uh, before several times, and it is something that almost everyone, with the exception of a handful of you, had in their home and did in their home, even if they weren't what we would anthropologically call a root worker. That is, they didn't take on clients. They They may not even call what they did magic. It was just something that they learned from their mom their grandmother and they did it and what it was is you would take um, a family photo and you would wrap it around a vanilla bean stalk you know little vanilla beans you place this in a jar fold this up place this in a jar and cover it with sugar and everyone would use that sugar and then whenever the sugar got low you would replace it. There wasn't other herbs or anything. It was just the vanilla at the bottom of the photo and the sugar on top. And this was to ensure that the family stayed together and that there was love and sweetness in the home. And everyone I knew had some derivation of that, this kind of sugar mm-hmm. that everyone used collectively. They put it in their cooking. They put it in their food. They put it in their drinks. They put it on their cereal. It was very common to put it on your cornflakes. Um, and so everyone, everyone had that. And some people, when you ask them, they knew very clearly what it was. And other people, they, they were like, magic. I don't know what you're talking about. This is just something we've done. So it was, yeah. it was that common. Yeah. You know, I'm going to bring in another product that many people don't have in their household, and they ought to, and it's called Epsom salts. Now, mm-hmm. Epsom salts mm-hmm. is a, it's a salt like 
table salt or sea salt, but it's a different chemical composition, and um, it's uh, magnesium sulfate. And it has a tendency to make water, what they call soften the water, and it's used mm-hmm. if you have, um, oh, sore feet or swollen ankles or whatever, you take a nice a handful of that Epsom salts and you put it into the hot, hot water and put your feet in there and it will uh, soothe your feet. It's really good for a foot bath. Everybody uses it that way. But it's also a laxative and some people keep it on hand in the house for that. It's not the best laxative because it is a strong mineral laxative. However, when you mix salt and Epsom salts and some Apple cider vinegar, if you are a, a Anglo-American, you can use red wine vinegar if you're Mediterranean descent. Just any kind of vinegar. Rice, rice wine vinegar if you're Asian. doesn't matter. The vinegar of your family, the vinegar of your choice, and sea salt and Epsom salt, just mix um, a cup of each, one, 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 and that it makes a bath that you can then add. You know, you can keep that in a little jar and add that to your bath to take off cross conditions if you've been cursed or jinxed. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is fantastic. That's... Another um, one is alum. Alum is uh, something that a lot of people had in their homes. You could literally pick it up at a grocery store. Um, and it is fantastic for any type of stop gossip work that's done. It's often used in baking and various other kind of things. But it's actually um, uh, perfect for, it's fantastic for any type of stop gossip. It also has a, a great way of absorbing anything negative that is thrown your way. And so I knew people who would put a pinch of alum in the four corners of their home, let it sit for a while, to absorb any type of negativity uh, coming from the outside or from within, and then you know they would they would uh, uh, vacuum it up uh, and then repeat the process. Alum is fantastic. You can also use it in, in kind of uh, stop gossip work and kind of freezer work, uh, stuffing an egg with it. Um, but four corners of your house, alum will keep gossip or or the wagging tongue from affecting you and your household. That's a that's a real good one. Now you mentioned a freezer. Can we just take a little digression here mm-hmm. with the freezer? Yeah. Freezer spells freezer spells are, are amazing because you don't need anything but a freezer. Most people have a freezer in their house. Put someone's name on paper, their picture, whatever it is. Put it with alum. That's to shut them up. Put it with vinegar to make their life sour. You can put in a few other things, whatever you like, something personal to them if you got it. Wrap it up. Put it in a freezer to freeze them out of your life. Yeah. One thing I want to say about alum, you should be able to find it amongst the spices in the grocery store, but if you yep. can't, go over to the shaving supplies and get a styptic pencil. You're more likely to find that in the drugstore and smash it with a hammer, you know, wrap it up and smash it. That's right. And you can okay. al- alum is also used for pickling and you can go to online pickling mm-hmm. supply places. Mm-hmm. Um but yes, a styptic pencil will work. Um uh and it basically is alum. That's what it is. Or one of those so-called deodorant rocks. Um, mm-hmm. Now, um, the other um, thing that comes to mind with me when we talk about what is commonly available, we always want to have a little bit more money in the house. And I have talked about this extensively. I'm just going to throw it out again. Pumpkin pie spice. Again, you yep. just get it from the grocery. Pumpkin pie spice contains everything that you need for money. There are other things that aren't in it, but everything in it is for money. 
cinnamon, cloves, mm-hmm. allspice, mace, nutmeg. There's your pumpkin pie spice. That is a money charm in and of itself. You can make pumpkin pie and eat it, but you can or sweet potato pie if you prefer. But um, those spices are fabulous for money work. You can take um, think about some of the things that we have around the house like that, and just put a little mm-hmm. pinch of that in your in your tea and make yourself a little kind of a chai like thing and drink that for money. I also oh, like good. to recommend curry powder for love because almost every herb in it is either protective or a lover. Mhm. Mhm. And it's wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. Um that's a that's an that's an interesting one too. I'm not a big fan of um, of curry, but I do know that it has a reputation. And when curry was first introduced into Peans who had not, um, you know, not had it before, they they were like, "What is this thing? It's this love charm." I mean, it really was one of these uh, mm. took them by surprise. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, curry was seen as an aphrodisiac for a long time by because uh, it is. Yeah, and it has <laughs> it has it has. A nice, wonderful, warming, heating sensation. Um, it has a very similar to cloves, and cloves is my kind of go-to household um, spice for for love work. I love uh, putting, taking a, a small pan, pouring some honey into it, um, and seeping cloves into it, warming the honey up just a little bit, not a lot to bring it to boil or, or to burn it, but just to soften the honey to make it a little bit more liquidy. Um, I put a little bit of some rose petals in there and some uh, uh, cloves, and then I use that honey for my cooking. I've given that honey as, out as a gift. I've used it in various desserts, and it's a very, very powerful aphrodisiac. Cloves, honey, and rose petals goes a long way for to bring love and if you ingest it, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm going to... And, and rose honey baklava for dessert. Oh, yes, mm. rose honey baklava, <laughs> my God, yes. Well, now, for those who don't know what baklava is, you just got to check it out, but it's this fabulous little dessert um, made with honey, and it's a it's definitely a food of the gods. It's definitely love magic supreme. Um, one of those things that wow. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna we've talked before on this show about loading household products with other things. But let's give an idea of what I mean by that. You take a a, a liquid soap, maybe a body wash or a shampoo or a conditioner, and you can add a spiritual supply to it. We all know about that. But you can also add to it something that is not a spiritual supply per se. Now, I'm going to give you some ideas. If you have um, in your house some of these, um, oh, I guess you might say flavorings, like vanilla flavoring, they're usually in a watery base. or They're not going to be an oil base, but you can, if you're careful, and if the bottle is opaque, you can take a little bit of vanilla flavoring and add that to your lover's body wash or um, mm. shampoo, and they won't notice it because all of those are scented anyway. But you're going to pray over that as you do it for sexual love, and, and uh, it's, a, it's a great one because vanilla in particular is very um, attractive to men, which brings me to chocolate, which is very attractive to women and some men. Chocolate 
is one of the household items that is most easy to use for love. You can buy chocolate now that's all dosed with everything from roses to basil to oregano to you name it. You can buy chocolate with licorice in it. You can buy chocolate with anything in it. But mm-hmm. you can also make your own chocolates. Never forget that chocolate, cinnamon chocolate, any chocolate, is going to be stimulating to love. And mm-hmm. I'm going to throw one more out, just a common thing, coffee. Coffee is a stimulant. And if mm-hmm. you feel that you need help getting your life together, you can drink coffee, of course. You could even take a coffee enema, God forbid, and God help you if you do. But mm-hmm. do you know you can you can actually bathe with coffee to stimulate mm-hmm. your mind. And, and I know people are like, what do, you, what do you mean bathe with coffee? Yes, you can take regular old coffee grounds and put them in a little muslin bag, draw a bath of very hot water, and put the coffee grounds in it and take a bath. That will wake you the hell up. <laughs> hmm. I'm going to mention a household item. It is not um, an herb or, or something edible, but something that everyone should have in their house, and that is a broom, a traditional broom. Mm. For whatever reason, I've been going over to friends' houses, and everyone has vacuums, but no one has brooms anymore. But brooms are super, super useful. You can use them to sweep away bad things. You can use them to clean up the house. There's a fantastic uh, mention of, of basil. You can also use them to get rid of unwanted guests by turning the broom. So there's a variety of things you can do with the broom. It's a household item, but it's oddly overlooked, and, and not that many people have it for some reason. I know, I know we have vacuums, but get yourself a broom. Super important. Well, what he said, turning the broom, just to say what that means, that means turning the broom upside down, and then yes. people will salt it. You put mm-hmm. some salt down in the brushy part of the broom. Um, some people will say the Lord's Prayer or um, a psalm um, or just say, get the hell out of my house. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you can prop that uh, turned broom behind the kitchen door and then um, walk back in. You know, like you said, I had to go to the kitchen for a moment, turned the broom, mm-hmm. salted it, and um, and then go back into the living room, and they the people who were visiting will just walk off and leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really um, fantastic. Readings by Wen said we put a flip flop on top of the broom. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a new one on me, but I've always used salt. All right. Well, that was household magic. Nothing that you had to buy from an occult shop. Just things you had around the home. Maybe the garden. All right, we're going to take some uh, calls and we're going to do some readings for a couple of our lucky guests. Here's Papa Newt. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour with your host, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali, and this week's special guest, Miss Michael, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818 394 If you filled out a client questionnaire at the form, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, pop in and read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. And our first caller is a return caller calling in from area code 916 in Yuba City, California. This is Trinity. Trinity, are you there? Yes, I'm here. 
Odd. Welcome back to the show, hon. Um, I see that you have the reading back in uh, May 7th of 2017. Is that correct? That's correct. Correct. Oh, right, and conditions have changed. And um, with this current situation, I see you have not had any readings with Ms. Kader Ali or any other readers. Is that correct? That's correct. <laughs> Thank you, hon. And Trinity uh, writes, I want to see what I should do now. I want to find out who did this to my daughter. How do I go about that? I need answers as well as help. Turn it back to you, Ms. Kat. Hi, Trinity. Um, now, Hi. we always have a rotating cast of uh, readers, so not everyone will know what your situation was. So could you just right. briefly explain what happened to your daughter, if you can be brief? Um, my daughter was found missing March 30th, and then soon after uh, she was found in the river. Um, right. Sorry, give me a second. And um, I had got a reading from you guys literally the day that I heard the news after I got off the phone with you. Um, mm. So um, it's just like an ongoing thing where we where we haven't had any news, any changes to what happened, and it's it's getting um, annoying <laughs> to say the least. Because I want you know I want this to be over, and it's just I know it's not going to be over as far as the morning, but the the thought of not knowing is bothering me a lot. So. Um, and I don't know. So, yeah, may I ask a, a question? So, sure. um, have have the authorities determined the cause of death? In other words, are they saying it's an accident, a homicide, misadventure? What are they saying? It's un- it's pretty much unsure. Um, it's it, it's undetermined. It's drowning, but it's undetermined. Because we don't know the time of how long she's been in the river, when she got put in the river, or if she puts herself in the river, but just things that with the situation that was just like something happened to her, she did not put herself in the situation. It just it right. it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So you you're asking actually. Two questions, I think, and I maybe I'm, yeah. I want to make sure that I understand where what your questions are. Number one, it seems to me you're asking for how to get the authorities to either act on this or close the case. Is that what, mm-hmm. yeah? Pretty much. In other words, they they yeah. The, and you're also, I mean, obviously there you are with the broken heart. And there's also the question of your own um, grief and what can be done. But I think what right. what I'm what I'm looking at, and I I just feel I feel so sad for you. And I remember this call, by the way. And I yeah. and I know mm-hmm. we did not have happy news for you, and it turned out as our yeah. worst fears predicted. The very first card I have here, and I'm pulling three cards, is uh, you know the five of cups, which is was a real shock to me to see. So the Five of Cups is a card that shows a person standing by a river. 
and they are mourning, and there are three spilled cups. And across the river, there's a ruined castle, and they can never go back. They can never restore what was lost. The river flows downstream under a bridge, water under the bridge, it's over. And this person is wrapped in black and looking at the three cups that are spilled. And I take this to be you, in a certain sense, mourning. I'm, I'm yeah. going. Yeah, you know, it's it, there is a. Um, this is a tragedy that will stay with you, and it's a sad, sad card because it just shows someone weeping and crying as they stand by the river, with these spilled cups. There are two cups not spilled, and it says there is more to life. I mean, you'll, in time, you will find other, other uh, things in life that will be of satisfaction to you, but not at this moment. Do you yes. have other children? Yes, I have a youngest, uh, young daughter. It's her considered stepsister. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so don't forget that one because this says there's other, there's more to come in life. But this okay. card is is really a card of of sorrow and tragedy, and it tells me that you may not be ready at this time, and I would not be ready myself to quote move on if anyone tells you move on just say no i'm i'm here i'm here by the river yeah. um <laughs> the the next card is one that um unfortunately uh, this i don't want to be someone who's going to be stirring up trouble but the next card is a card of some trouble it does say to me that there was someone else present at this event whether whether she committed suicide, whether there was a fight, whether she fell, whether there was an accident, the the next card says that there may have been another person present uh, who may have left, but it's uh, or who knew as she was going into the river or knew as she was driving or walking or whatever happened, somebody knew about this, but has simply not come forth at this time. And um, that card is the Six of Swords. And that doesn't mean that they are going to be able to do anything. In other words, if they knew if they knew there was something wrong and didn't do anything, they're feeling guilt already. But there is somebody else who knew about this. And it wasn't just, um, you know what I mean? It, it, they knew that there mm-hmm. was something wrong or something was going to happen. It's a it's a sad card, but this person does not seem ready to come forth. Their back is turned to us in the card, and it really doesn't mm-hmm. seem like they're going to come forth um, at the present time. There's it's a sad card. Also, it's a card of of tragedy. There's six swords stabbed into the boat, and um, and that's not good. And the third card I have is the Knight of Wands. Now this is a helper card. Somebody will be a helper to you, probably a male. Um, have you been in touch with people in law enforcement? Uh, and do you is there a detective or anybody you can contact? I am on like uh, every couple of weeks. I ask the detective if he's gotten anything. So I pretty much have been in contact with the, the main sector of the case. 
Okay. Well, there is somebody who does want to help, but it's interesting because it's a future card. So it says there may be some more information or a helper may come forth in the future. But at the present, this is pretty dark. I'm sorry to say, I don't see um, the help that you need coming in at the present time. Okay? Okay. And now... um, you need answers, and I'm telling you that I'm doing a reading. I'm not seeing answers here very clearly, but we'll get to that. Where there's going to be another reading and then some root work. Okay. So let's um, have Miss Michael uh, do a reading. Okay, Trinity, and I want to express my condolences. I just, oh dear. Um, I hope you will. Uh, put in a prayer request at the Crystal Silence League for uh, oh. you know spirit, spiritual support as well as as uh, progress in actually solving the case. I do um, when while your description was being read, I opened my Bible and landed in Jeremiah chapter twenty three, verse twenty four, which says, "Can any hide himself?" in secret places, that I shall not see him, saith the Lord. Do I not fill heaven and earth, saith the Lord? So whoever else was involved in this tragedy will be found. Whether it's an evildoer, he will be found. Whether it was just your daughter, the truth will come out, and you will get closure on this case. I'm going to turn to another verse now. I'm going to turn to the words of Jesus, and that is the only way I ever stack the deck in a bibliomancy reading. Because when you need consolation, you know, you should not and cannot be denied. Right. So I'm being led to Mark, the end of chapter 2. Hmm, that is an interesting verse. Um... Chapter 2, verse 22. No man putteth new wine into old bottles, else the new wine doth burst the bottles, and the wine is spilled, and the bottles will be marred, because they're skin, you know, and they have holes in them. New wine must be put into new bottles. Uh, It's possible that someone who is not now working on your case will be called in, and then progress will be made. Hmm. So I would... I would pray for that. Okay. Okay. And that's wow. that's what I've got. Yeah. Now I'm going to add something here too because didn't they did they do a, any kind of testing? Didn't they some say at, at the time that they thought, oh, this was like she did this herself, or it was an accident, or she was out of control? Right. Yeah. Well, they. Oh, I think there were so many assumptions, and I. Mm-hmm. They weren't clear, and to this day, they're still not clear, because there's no evidence to prove otherwise that she didn't. But I know my daughter. You know, my yeah. ex knows our daughter. She wouldn't do this. You know, she had plans on that Monday before she was missing to go get her braces taken off because she was so excited about it. So, and she had been registered to another school for college. Yes. She had future plans. So I was just like, I understand. 
In a way, in a way, what I'm seeing here is that it's more convenient for them to just let this right. thing go because they don't have evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, let me turn this over to Conjurman Ali and see what he says because what we're really looking for now is someone to speak up. I I think because right. I don't think that the detectives themselves are going to. Um, uncover more evidence at this time. So, Countryman Ali, what can you say? Yeah, um, I, my heart goes out to you and, and prayers. This is not an easy situation. Um, it's, okay. it's not a tough one, but hopefully we can help you get some answers, and, and that can that can be some some element of closure and healing for you because you definitely need it. What's needed here are two separate things. Okay, and they're going to be contingent upon one another. The first is to find, to gain knowledge of what happened, right? right. To get much clearer answers of what happened, and therefore no, that will tell you what you need uh, to do. Um, what I would recommend is is doing a particular working that it, that brings upon visions. And I do this type of working um, on behalf of clients and I also tell clients whenever a case like yours comes up. I deal with a lot of similar cases. I, I work with uh, cases in where there's a lot of doubt in, in the criminal process, uh, questions of, of trying to find out truth, locating hidden objects, locating hidden motives, things like that. So this type of work mm-hmm. is, is, is something that I have done myself, but I also recommend it for clients, and it works uh, very well. What you'll need is you, you want to, uh, you can buy this from Lucky Mojo, you can print it out online. Get yourself the fourth pentacle of Mercury, and the fifth pentacle of Jupiter. These are seals of Solomon. Together, they're great for bringing on visions of hidden things and giving you the knowledge that you need. What you're going to do is on the back of them, you're going to print this out, and on the back, you're going to write a prayer. And you're just going to write it as, they're going to be identical in both, but you're going to make it short, sweet, please give me knowledge of what happened to my daughter. Right? Say her full name. Okay. You're going to fold both of these up, okay? And you are going to place this underneath uh, a dish or a bowl or a sensor or a thermal, something heat-proof that you can burn charcoal on. You're going to place this. You're going to place your dish. Then you're going to put your heat-proof dish or your sensor or thermal. You're going to get charcoal. You're going to light. You're going to light a white candle, and you're going to use that white candle to light your charcoal. Place the charcoal on the dish, and you are going to take a mixture of herbs that you will then use uh, for for this particular uh, work. What I want you to do is get althea. Althea is a healing herb, but also an herb that brings on, brings good spirits. Sage for wisdom and clarity. Mulan for uh, connecting with spirits. Bay for uh, clarity of the mind and for clear vision. Uh, and a little pinch, just a small pinch of wormwood. You are going to mix these herb mixtures together and you are going to uh, uh, sprinkle it onto the charcoal, letting the smoke rise up. Uh, Inhale a little bit of the smoke, not enough to make yourself cough or, or, uh, you know, know, be unable to see. Just slap a little bit of it in your face. And as you do so, I want you to recite Psalm 137.1. 
um, which I think is very strong resonance for, for your situation. By the rivers of Babylon we sat and we wept when we remembered Zion. Uh, it's a, a psalm of remembrance uh, and mourning, but it also calls upon the Lord to come in in dire situations and directly intervene. So you're going to recite Psalm 137 in that first verse. You're going to let the incense burn out on its own. You're going to then uh, leave it wherever you've set it up and go to bed. So you want to do this at night. You're going to do this a total of three times. On the third night, you should receive messages during your dreams, during your sleep, during the day. If on the third night, however, you have to change things up a bit. You do the same thing, light your white candle, light your charcoal, get your herbs. But this time, you're going to take out the seals of Solomon that you've placed underneath the bowl, and you're going to burn them on the charcoal with the herbs. Burn it all to ash. Recite Psalm 137, uh, verse 1. When it all burns down, you're going to take the ash, mix it with salt, and place it in the four corners of your bed. So go to the, each corner of your bed and sprinkle a pinch of that mixture, the ash with the salt. And that will give you insight. Uh, that will tell you what needs to be done. In order to get people to come forward, to put pressure on people in order to do what needs to be done, um, once you've got your answer, it will let you know if you need to work in order to locate someone who is hidden from you, who is participating, or if you need to put pressure on the officer in order to close the case or really step things up. And what I want you to do in that regards is take a piece of paper. You can write the officer's name. If it's, the, if it's that way, or if the, your visions have told you there's some foul play, you can write uh, the person who is hidden, the person who is guilty, or some type of descriptor. You're going to place this in a pot, pour water over it, then sprinkle, take a bunch of salt that you've placed in your hand. This can be the same salt that you use for your mixture. Pray over that salt. Oh, salt, I tell you. Go wherever you need to go. Put pressure on the mind, soul, and body of the person who is hidden from me and force them into the light. And you're going to let that salt sprinkle into the water and turn the pot on boil and let that boil. And that will put pressure on that person to reveal themselves wherever they are. So this is what I would recommend. It's a two-part work. I would also recommend consider working with a root worker in a more, more long-term fashion. Yeah. And I'm going to thank you, Ali. That is so good. And I'm going to say one more thing. Because this is a very tender, painful, sad situation, be careful when you choose a root worker that that person does not take advantage of you. You're in a very vulnerable position. Nobody should be saying it's going to cost you $1,500 for me to boil a name in salt. And and there are people who will do it. Yeah, you need a helper, and that's what that um, that Knight yeah. of Wands says, is a helper person, not someone who will take advantage of you. Be very careful. Oh, I wish you all the best, Trinity. All right, we're going to all turn this over to um, Papa Newt. Support for this programming is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, Air, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org 
and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of missionary independent spiritual churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and pick our, our next client. And our next client is a return client uh, from October 2014. Uh, she is calling in from area code 606 in Kentucky. This is Joanna. Joanna, are you there? Hello, I'm, I'm here. Hello, welcome back to the show. I see that your situation you first called us on has changed. Um, you had had a private reading with Ms. Cat on another situation back on February of 2015, but this particular situation you're calling us today, you have not seen any other readers or workers. Is that correct? That's right. All right, thank you. And Joanna writes, for my immediate future, the next year or so, I want to stay in the town where I went to college because that's where my friends are and my boyfriend. The problem is I may not be able to afford to stay there because my boyfriend and I have no current source of income while he's finishing school. I'd love to be able to get a job, but there aren't that many because this is a small college town and the nearest city is over 60 miles away. What is the best thing for me to do? Turn it back to you, Ms. Kat. All right. Well, Joanna, um, I'm very impressed with your uh, drive and ambition, um, and I I think you've already kind of identified what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to have some source of income. And it is a small town, but you're going to have to bring that job out of the bushes is basically what we're looking at here. Um, mm-hmm. Either that or uh, a lady from uh, Lady Tron Paco says move and make him move when he's done but has a winky smile. I don't know. I think you're going to need a source of income. Um, so let's um, turn this over um, to Contraman Ali, and um, he's a guy who knows about schools and income. Let mm-hmm. him give you a reading. Yeah, um I'm I'm happy to to read on this situation and see what needs to be done. Um it's always uh, tricky when it comes to one partner being in school one partner not. Uh the the way our school systems are worked out, they are not entirely conducive to living uh above the poverty line um or, or having actually a decent uh, life, so uh, I sympathize with you, and hopefully we can figure something out for you. Uh, just a couple questions before I uh, tell you what I've said. Uh, when when did you graduate? Well, I uh, I graduated last year. I'm um, I'm taking okay. a couple of classes at the same school, but uh, they're, but mm-hmm. they're kind of to supplement things. And this is uh, this is a small town you mentioned where the nearest city if you'd have to move it 60 miles away is that what we said yeah okay and is there student housing available um it is there is um one of the problems we ran into is that there's apparently not such a thing as like married student housing anymore or and so Hmm. um and so that would mean that we'd have to pay like extra for for both my boyfriend and i to stay on campus so living on oh, campus was a little better, but it's still expensive in this area. Yeah, that is very strange. I'm I'm not, I'm not sure why that is. Usually there is some type. I mean, students. A lot of students are married. Um, but let's take a look and see what the what the chart had said. And um, the news is that you do. I mean, the very practical side is you're you are going to have to find a job. But moving is also uh, in the in the chart for you. So I've pulled a geomantic chart to see what you need to be doing. 
The very first card is via, or, or via, as people pronounce it. Um, and it is the road. It is that what symbolizes you. This is a time of fluctuation and change, but that change is not a bad thing. That change is leading to something good. So you have to accept that there are going to be some upheavals that are going to come your way. Now, your figure actually passes into the very house in question, which is the ninth house. Whenever we ask if a person has to move or do something, uh, and the ninth house is the, the house we look at. So the fact that your figure moves to the ninth house tells us that you are going to have to think of some type of move. Now, the ninth house tells us that it's usually 60 miles or more, so that's right exactly what we're looking at here. Usually if it passes to the third house, we're looking at something small, same town, but maybe next apartment complex over or something. So this tells us that the, by the figure passing to the ninth house, that a move is likely uh, needed in your case. And while you are hoping to avoid that, the good news is that the, the figures um, are positive. The, the move is actually, as much as you might be reluctant to do so, um, as much as you might not be interested in, in having to go that far away or dealing with long-distance sort of relationships where you have to 60 miles, you'd have to drive back and forth, uh, the good news is that move is actually going to be in your benefit, that you'll be able to find a job. And that's the key here, is that you'll be able to find a very good source of income um, at this place by moving. Where if staying where you are, the source of income is just not going to be there. It's just dried up. Um, but the good news is by moving, you'll be able to find a very solid source of income and your boyfriend can come and follow you once he's graduated. 60 miles is far, but it is doable uh, for for driving uh, back and forth for every weekend or every other weekend to see one another. Mm -hmm. So the move may seem un, unwanted or something that you don't want to do and you're kind of uncomfortable with. But the message here is the move is actually a blessing, that it is going to be good for you and something that you should welcome. Um, we do see that it's going to offer you job opportunities that will bring money. In particular, look to people who are your allies, your friends, or in your social circle because they are going to be the ones that are going to give you uh, the connection in order to find the job. So let people know, hey, I'm looking for a job. If I have to move, if anyone hears anything, um, you know, uh, let me know because your friends are going to be the ones that tell you that. And we see this because the projection uh, of points, or what's called the hidden factor, is the 11th house, and that's Albus. 11th house is your friends and allies. Your job is going to come through um, your uh, friends. And they're the ones who are going to communicate, hey, you know, I heard so-and-so is looking for a job, or, you know, I heard this company is looking for people. They're the ones that mm -hmm. are going to be able to uh, bring that uh, to you. So networking in that regard is going to be very, very good. Other than that, right. um, overall good message, just one that says you need to be a little bit flexible, look to moving. It's kind of unavoidable here. Just know that it is going to bring good things your way. So that's what I, I see here. I'm going to turn this over to Ms. Michael, who can give you some further insight. And then Miss um, Kat is going to give you root work advice. Okay. Um, uh, just in the past minute or so, uh, I pulled a few cards, and these cards uh, don't so much concur with Ali's reading as expand on the results. Uh, you know, square your shoulders, brace yourself up, streave your ever keeps, as Miss Cat <laughs> likes to put it, 
and go and take that job in Distantville because you are the queen of wants you. You are the honest go-getter. Your boyfriend is going to have to step up for you. Yes, he's in school. He's got a full plate. But he's got to step up for you and not expect you to do everything. You're going to have to split things like cooking and housework down the middle. Um, mm-hmm. The next card is the Empress. Uh, you are going to have the financial power in this situation. Um, be merciful, but don't be, you know, stay queen of wands with this. The next card is the Eight of Wands. Uh, very positive, swift haste, swift action, great haste and great hope. Uh, if you accept the fact that you're going to have that long commute, um, this situation will solve will resolve itself soon with money in your pocket. And the last card is the King of Wands. We start with the Queen, the Go-Getter. We end with the honest, another honest Go-Getter, the King. Uh, so it's quite possible your boyfriend is the good man you think he is. Um, nothing hinky here. He'll step up, as, mm-hmm. you know, as you adjust your plans to um, to do a little more work than you expected to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So two readings, both of which seem to indicate that you might have to move, but it will not end the relationship. Um, and it may, you know, it, it may be just that little bit of struggle that you have to weather in order to have a long-term, committed, um, uh, deep connection. And I can understand that. That's not what, you know, uh, that's not what you were probably hoping for. You were thinking like someone was going to say, yes, go down to the corner of such and such street and so and so street and the person's going to hire you, <laughs> right? But that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And that's an interesting thing about readings. People come to a reading often with a, a preconception and when I listened to them, I was like, well, that wasn't what I expected, but there you go. So now we're going to talk about um, the move, if you have to move to get a job, making it be as little as possible, I'm going to um, ask you to use uh, some very basic kind of spell work that I've used for many, many years that involves a map. So get a map, print it out, of course. You don't need to buy a map, but print out a map that shows the area, the college town where you are right now, and the circumference that you are willing to travel. How far are you from the nearest, uh, you know, reasonably sized place where you think you can get a job? How many miles? Well, I think it's around 60 miles, because that would be like Lexington, I guess. 60 miles, okay. So you want to have a map that has uh, those two places on it and the 60 miles in between, right? Now, you you can print that out. You can make it be a circle. You can cut it to follow the river roads and the hills or whatever, but you're going to end up with this picture of a map. And now I want you to take a needle and a thread. And um, you're going to start by um, folding this up like an accordion, to you know, like kind of in, out, in, out, up, down, up, down. And you're going to sti- stitch through it um, so that if the thread was, and you can use a double thread, if you if you pull it out, it'll just look like it was stitched up. But if you pull on it, it, it you know, pull the thread tight, it'll make the miles nothing. Boom, the two cities come together. You understand what I'm talking about now? Oh, yeah. It's like a little, 
a little zigzag. Yeah. Okay. This kind of thing is done for this kind of spell is done to shorten people's lives. It's done to lengthen distances. It's done to shorten distances. It always has a sort of a physical component. Now you can um, uh, prepare that little thread that you're going to use um, by, you know, dressing it with some money oil or something, or you can smoke the whole thing in some money herbs. We were just talking about pumpkin pie mm-hmm. spice, but um, but what you're going to do is you're going to work with this little thing and fold it up, and then you're going to um, knot it so that it, now the two cities are touching each other, right? And you're going to say. Um, all the love I felt in this city, I will feel in this other city. All the work I find in that city, I will uh, be able to find in this city. Let these two come together. Let me find my place along this road, whatever that road is, right? The highway or the, you know, whatever connects these two places. And um, start by looking for a place of, of employment as little, few miles as you can, and just keep going, keep going, keep going until you have to. But the idea is to keep the two connected in your mind, in your heart. The way they're going to be is folded together, right? And then you can put that in a, a little bag, and with it you can put in things to represent you and your loved one, your your uh, your pal here, uh, two lodestones, uh, two coins from the dates of your years of your birth, whatever it's going to be, and say, may we always be together. Let not the miles separate us. And even if I have to commute, Let's see what we can do. Maybe find a, a, a house that's, um, that both of you can share that's on that road between the two places. If he's got student housing, okay, then he's got something. But I do feel that if he's going to be your helper and help me, he'll get through this with you. I've known people who've become bi-coastal and traveled you know, between major cities for months and even years to stay, keep the love going. So the other thing I'd like you to do is to do some love work in addition to the job finding work to strengthen that love and any kind of sexual love work you can do any kind of um sexual and I don't mean like seductive sexy attraction work I mean bonding work um is going to help because you may have to to struggle through this for a while this is the reading said this is just not going to be the easiest thing in the world okay now um, in the chat room, uh, Nagashiva posting us Lucky Mojo said, Deacon Millet has a lot of experience with that. And I'm going to say that uh, my husband reads my mind. The two people I was thinking of was him and me and how we were apart when we met. We were three and a half hour drive apart, but neither of us were driving. He didn't have a car and I can't get a license. So we were like six hours one way and 10 hours the other way by public transportation. And yet we managed to work it out. It took us months, but we got it all together. Um, within within a month and a half, we were solid together. So it can be done. And Deacon Millet has lived this life. If you need a helper, he's really good at this one. This is one he's got it. He knows how to do this one. So if you want to hire somebody, he'd be my go-to person. But if you don't want to hire somebody and money's short, then um, just um, do what I said and do this kind of simple work to keep the two two of you together. Okay? You want to be together even if you're apart. You want to be together in your minds. You want to be together every moment that you can. And, of course, make use of all the modern technology, the, the um, video uh, 
text and everything that will keep you together, even when you're apart Mm -hmm. for a few hours, okay? Share food Mm -hmm. when you're apart. Uh, Make sure that, you you know, if you have a a piece of bread, break it in half, and each of you gets to eat half of it, Um, you know, for lunch. Always be sharing food. Always be sharing sex. It'll it'll help you through this uh, difficult time, okay? Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, meat and uh, meat and uh, <laughs> readings by Wen. She says have Chinese food on Fridays. <laughs> I don't know what that was about, lady. <laughs> when sometimes you surprise me. All right, but um, but that's a good one. Always be sharing food. Always be sharing sexuality. Oh, wear each other's clothes too. Uh, that was something mm-hmm. that I've done when I had a, a lover far away. Um, I wore uh, his shirt. He wore my. Uh, kind of a Pendleton shirt, which got a man shirt that a lady can wear. Okay, um, so there you go. All righty. Well, does anyone have anything to add to that? Nope. Miss Michael, do you have think, any? Well, I just think the idea of wearing each other's clothes is is brilliant. Um, and when you get to see him. Have take a love bath. Take a love bath together if he's into that kind of thing. You don't even have to tell him it's magic. Just say, "Oh, look, her herbs and spices, milk and honey. Ooh la la." Let's you know, take your clothes off <laughs> and save a little of that bath water, just a spoonful worth, and put it in the fabric softener, so that you know. And you can wash his clothes and take one of his garments home with you and leave one. Uh, and it's in the fabric softener, so he's fixing his own laundry while you're gone. Mhm. Another thing is if you if you have to move um and you have such a bath water, uh, you can sprinkle it along the way on the route between the two. The other thing is you might end up just commuting. In other words, if you if you if you have the guts for it and it's a long trip, but if you have the guts for it, you might be able to commute and um and then just, you know, touch down do your job and come home. There are people who do that. That's a very long commute, not recommended. It's it's not recommended, but it's also something that if you live, for example, in a place like SoCal, it's a given, right? Everyone commutes to LA. It's roughly about Mm -hmm. 60 miles. It's an hour and a half drive. So it it has happened. But if you are going to move, uh, try to get him to come out to see you more. That doesn't mean you should never go and visit him. You should go visit him. But see if you can get him to come out so he gets used to Seeing your place as kind of the home base, make home cooked meals for him, make uh, have him spend the night and the weekend at your place, so that he gets used to coming out to your city, so that, the, so that it's not all put on you. Yeah, um, but I'm going to say 60 miles may be nothing in Southern California, but 60 miles in the Ozarks Mountains is a long time. Oh no, it time. sucks. Depends even on your in, geography. Even in, <laughs> even in SoCal, it sucks. It's mind numbing. And if so and much. if you can. If you can, try to live 30 miles away, commute 30 miles to the job and 30 miles to him. All righty. Good luck to you, hon, and we wish you all the best. All right, we're going to take this away to the outer space electronic world of automated announcements. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, 
Tuesdays, 5 to 6. Food and Foxy, Madame Nadia and Jaya Danya, Wednesdays, 6 to 7. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron, with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment with Miss Michael of HoodooFoundry.com in Willits, California. Take it away, Miss Michael. Okay. Um, I did a lot of paging through uh, Hyatt while looking for old-time spells that didn't call for anything from a conjure shop. And, you know, that's most of Hyatt right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and among other weird things, I found 17 pages in Volume 4 about how to literally get away with murder. Uh, if you have a copy of Hyatt, go look it up. But uh, that's, not, that's not what I'm here to teach you tonight, okay? Um, I, there's an interesting spell that calls for a lemon and cinnamon, and sugar, and parsley. And it's to uh, break up cross conditions and cleanse them away and sweeten your life. And it's it sounds kind of counterintuitive because it's sweet and sour in one piece. But here's how you do it. You cut a divot out of that lemon, you know, like a conical section, and mm-hmm. into that you put a little cinnamon, a little sugar, and some parsley, and you put that little plug that you cut out right back in. And, you know, you can wrap it with thread, however you get that plug to stay in, whether it's cover it with candle wax or uh, cover it with uh, by wrapping thread around it. And then you put that under your own doorstep. So you're walking out over it every day when you go out to look for work or whatever it is, and when you come back home. So you take... That, that whatever cross conditions or, or just being in the wrong place at the wrong time, that's taken off you as you go out and as you come in and you take a little sweetness with you. And I think it's just the most elegant thing. I think everybody ought to do that. This is one of those color-coded spells because Hyatt says the worker who told him about it, informant 859, whom I couldn't find on your list, Miss Cat, uh, <laughs> specified brown sugar brown sugar for hmm. brown people, white sugar for white people. We don't need to stick too closely to that anymore. Thank you for telling me that was Informant 859, Ms. Michael. You know, my goal is to have everybody on there with what I can find out about them. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the Hyatt spells, Harry Hyatt was a an amateur folklorist and professional uh, Episcopalian minister who traveled um, the South for four years from 1936 to 1940, interviewed 1,600 African-American people about root work, and he collected uh, 1,000, 13,000 spells. And um, Mm. my goal in life is to try to get all those people that can be identified known, who they were, what they did, what things they said, because he broke the spells up into what the spell was for or what ingredients it used rather than who they were. So thank you. That's a that's a wonderful one, very simple spell. It reminds me of another one that um, that I saw in the Hyatt books, but I actually learned it as a kid in Oakland, California, which just goes to show not that the people I was talking to in Oakland were reading the Hyatt books. They had not been published then, although he'd collected them uh, prior to uh, World War II. He didn't publish them until the 70s. 
But it doesn't go to show that people were reading his books. It goes to show he was getting the right stuff from the right people. And this was just as simple as could be to um, protect your house from evil. Uh, just take a little a bag of salt, and it, it just like you would take a tobacco sack, like Bulldurham Tobacco came in, and just put a full of salt, and you could put that under your doorstep or under your house, and nobody could bother you in your house. Simple mm-hmm. as it comes, very ancient. But I like this one because it uses the sugar and the and the salt. That's a wonderful combination. Mhm. Cinnamon, sugar, and parsley in the lemon. Yeah. Cinnamon, cinnamon, sugar, and parsley. Parsley. Ah, yes. Parsley. We don't hear about that herb very often in yeah. voodoo. And your your book lists it as not really a dynamo of an herb, but it's, it's yeah. Good. It's got some power for cleansing, which the lemon reinforces. It's got some power for prosperity, which the cinnamon reinforces. So I mm-hmm. guess it kind of ties things together. Yeah. Well, and it's also parsley is just one of those things that everybody can get everywhere. If you can't get it, True. dried parsley flakes, you can get parsley at the grocery store. And if you can't get it at the grocery store, you can go out and uh, and order a steak at a restaurant, and they'll serve it mm-hmm. with a little sprig of parsley the on the side, which you can take home. <laughs> take That's the cool, home. because that would give the parsley some extra power. I got this. I got this from where prosperous people go, doing a thing that they do. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's a good one. Well, you know, um, another one that, that this reminds me of, too, because one of the things that some of these very simple ones use is cutting open a lemon. And there are ones for good and ones for evil. And we've talked about this before. But the lemon is a fantastic, magical um, container for a spell. And it is a spell. And it's for protection. And it can be for harm. And... um and that's a that's a, a good one. Parsley and cinnamon and sugar to me is it's funny because the flavor, you think of the flavor? Now, yes. What an oddity that might be. Makes me think yeah, of sugar cookies. Be. Sugar cookies, if you put a little bit of green food coloring in, you could put the parsley in and no one would notice. But if okay, but if yes, oh, good. With commercial parsley. With commercial yeah. parsley, but if you grow your own, it has a distinct flavor. I thought I didn't yeah. like parsley until we grew some one year. It does partake a little bit of celery-type flavor. Yes, it does. Um, yes, it does. Celery is good for psychic vision, but parsley has no such reputation, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just it's the green, parsley the green. Mm-hmm. But it does, yeah. it, it, yeah. it, it, it has a, it's an unusual herb to find in one of these spells. So thanks for bringing that one yes. to our attention. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> alchemical artisans, that was riffing off. Lemons and kumquats and limes, oh my. <laughs> yeah. Right, and calamondins too. Um, all of those um, contained um, fruits that have a tough rind can be used as containers to put things in. I can tell you another one real quick with a lemon. Um, that I've I've heard, which is to turn an enemy into a friend, just take a lemon, um, uh, roll it until it's all soft, you know, like really, really soft, like you're going to make juice out of it. Cut it in Uh half, squeeze it out, take all the lemon juice out, fill the lemon with sugar Uh and that person's name, and put it back together again, and then bind it up, you know, tie it up, like bind our friendship up just with string or whatever. And now you have a lemon with... um, with the, their name in the middle of it and the, and all just bound up in sugar. Now you've also got lemon juice. 
what you're going to do with that, you can make lemonade, sweet lemonade, and you can uh, offer them some to drink. Well, we had a little bit of sourness, but now it's sweet. And um, you can take that lemon and then bury it someplace where they're going to step over it. And that's how to turn yeah. um, anger and a bad uh, a friendship that went bad, it's how to turn it back sweet again. All righty. Well, um, and you could use duct tape, of course, uh, you know, if you don't want to use the, the old-fashioned... The secret em- weapon. Yeah, I use embroidery floss, but I duct tape will work. <laughs> All righty. Uh-huh. Well, let's turn this over to Papa Newt, and, um, and he's going to take us out. We're going to come back with some final little announcements, and then we're all going to say goodbye. Thank you, Miss Kat and Congressman Ali, and thank you, Miss Michael of HoodooFoundry.com and Willis, California, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Rubrikers will be William Stickeffers uh, and WilliamStickeffers.com and, uh, and uh, protecting, uh, sorry, I don't have my information there open in front of me, but he will be bringing up the topic of protecting your money on an, in a certain time. Uh, once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find this cat via the Lucky Mojo form at form.luckymojo.com and Contraman Ali at theconjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Pop News, joining you from popnews.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive by luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and join you to, I invite you to join us next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jugman playing the Jugman Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you, Papa Newt. Thank you very, very much. Um, so, um, folks, if you haven't got your tickets for the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, go on over to the uh, hoodooheritagefestival.com and um, Buy yourself some tickets. Come on out. You're going to learn a lot. You'll get some free gifts. You'll have fun with a lot of other people. We're all going to be part of the Mystic Fair this year, which has 60 vendors, a big auditorium full of psychics, people from Hoodoo Psychics, and other psychic readers will be there. There will be books, tarot cards, and many spiritual supplies for sale, gems, minerals, crystals, you name it. It's going to be a big event, but we'll be part of it. All right, folks, that's it for me. Let's all say good night. Good night, all. Good night, everybody. Good night.